Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Well, Dad, here we are. And uh, it's a Friday afternoon, and it's 3 p.m., and you're going to share a great Bible story with us. So what is it about? And uh, I know a lot of these stories have intrigue, and they're mysterious, intri- intriguing, and uh, you, always, you always get a lot out of it. So share with us. What are we talking about today? Well, what I want to talk about is God, which is my favorite subject, my favorite person, my favorite subject. And as uh, my daughter, T, he's on the phone with me has indicated that God is her buddy, and angels are her friends, and Jesus Christ is her buddy, and uh, Mr. Holy is her buddy. She calls them constantly. I want to remark about this. God is not, God is great. God is the greatest thing in your life, and uh, once you have God in your life, nothing else compares to it. But God likes to be reached. He likes to be touched. He he built a Garden of Eden. I, I want to read you something I read about the Garden of Eden. You know, I'm writing the book about God, and it says, one of the paragraphs is, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit was in heaven talking. See, he, he wants to be touched like this. He don't want to be, he wants to be put on a path. He wants to be put up in the air with what he is, but he wants you to reach him. God said, I think I'll make a new universe. With, uh, with a sun and eight planets and moons and many smaller objects. The sun said, oh, I don't understand. Why do we have, we have such universe? Why do we need another one? The father said, oh, I have a thought. We'll make a one planet very beautiful and unique and call it Earth. We'll put man and woman so that they will procreate and start a new beginning. Then we will fill the Earth with animals, birds, and fish. We put man and woman in a special place called Garden of Eden, which will be unique for them. Then we can enjoy them on our daily walk. You see, God wants to be reached by you. He wants to be reached by us. And in the Garden of Eden, he had Adam and Eve, and it was his daily walk. He walked with walked every after evening. Before we went down. He didn't go to bed because he's a spirit. But he walked every evening. He said, talk to Adam, and he talked to Eve, and... So, on one of his daily walks, he couldn't find him. He couldn't find anybody, but for the sake of mankind and for the sake of conversation, he couldn't find them. And he said, well, Adam, where are you? And Adam was trembling, and he said, I'm here in the garden, but but I'm naked, and I, 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 I was ashamed to come out. So, I said, fig leaves around me, and Eve, and so we can talk with you. And God said, Adam, what in the world are you doing with fig leaves? How do you know you're naked? Innocent. There's no sin in you, Adam. And Adam said, well, you know, I know I'm naked. So God said, he already knew, but he always talks to mankind like he doesn't know anything. He talked to Adam and Eve, and he said, 
well, how do you know you're naked? What is naked to you? Have you, you haven't eaten that tree, have you? Eaten of that tree? And he, Adam said, yes, I have. That the woman you gave me, <laughs> see, blame on the woman real quick. The woman you gave me, she made me, she gave me some of the fruit off of it, and said, "You will eat this fruit, or I'm not going to have anything new to you." Well, you know what? Adam thought, "God, the money is my my wife." He didn't know what a wife was. That that's what it was. She was his wife, and he wanted his wife. That's the sexual part of him. God said, "You know, you eat that fruit." And Eve eat the fruit, and Eve said, "Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. sir! I, I, I eat the fruit, but the the serpent or the devil or Lucifer made me eat it." He said, "I would be like you if I ate it." Oh Lord, that was the wrong thing to say. You'd be like me if you eat the fruit. Well, I, that's what he said. So God said, "You know, I'm gonna do what I said you do. You die, or you will die." And you did that. Today, you spiritually went away from me. You're no longer part of me. I love you. Spiritually dead. So I'm going to take you out of the garden. And you'll earn your food and your work by the sweat of your brow. And Eve, you'll have a horrible time having children. But you'll have children. So you cast them out of the garden. And he put an angel at the gate that goes into the garden to to protect him from eating, coming back into the garden, eating of the tree again, because the tree will give him life eternal. And he could not have life eternal because he is spiritually dead. And that's what God is. God always wants you to be true to him. Remember this. He wants you to make up your mind. You have free will to do what you want to do. Therefore, you when you have illness and think you got questions about it, and it's, it does seem fair that God does this. God is fair because God wants you to be real and true to him by your own free will. Never forget that you, me, and everyone in the world, eternal ages, have free will. You can look at God, you can say, I don't believe in him. I was a, I was uh, at a gathering last night with the Jewish people. It must have been, I don't know, 50? No, 40 maybe. But the most scrumptious food you ever eat in your life. And everybody had free will. And everybody knew me, knew that I loved God and I worshipped him. And So whenever they could, they they have they made me part of the crowd. I've always been part of their crowd. And I'm proud of that. I'm glad of that because I'm able to witness to them. So one of the Jews boys came to me and he said, Gene, you know what's the difference between, uh, no, not difference, I said, how do you phrase it? You know what's, this, what's different? Uh, I'm going to use the word different. If we know what's different between God and that Jesus is a picture and Jesus for real, this is what are you talking about? I said, one is a picture of Jesus and one is Jesus for real. You know what the big difference is? Well, the picture's not alive. Well, it might not be alive, but you know what any difference in it? And I said, no. He said, don't take one nail hang him up. And there's laughter all around. I said, you know, Rafi, you think that's funny? That's my God you're talking about. 
Well, immediately they quieten down. They respect me, but one or two of them, all of them, sometimes or another, will always cause me affliction. Is that true with everything you do in life? Well, when you witness with God, you're going to get one or two things. Some will say, I don't believe in God. Some will believe in God, but I believe God is up on a throne somewhere. He's never around. And some just absolutely put him down. In this case, he was put down. Joe, I think it was uh, somebody last week said, no, not week for last. Said, I'm going to read the Bible. I think my daughter, which is on the line here, they gave her a Bible, and she said, where do I start reading? So T asked me, so where do you think she should? I said, start with John. Because in John, it tells her who originated God and who originated Jesus, what Jesus' purpose here in life is, what Jesus and the angels are. And it goes on all of uh, projecting what Jesus will do in life. Chapter 14, it says, that's the way that God is to, to, the, to him. The only way you get to God or listen, the only way you can get to heaven is through him. Who is him? Christ. The only way you can go to heaven is through Christ. How many want to go to heaven? Well, the alternative is where? I don't like to use the word hell, but it's used in the Bible. You have a choice between heaven and hell. Where do you want to go? Well, I want to go to heaven. Well, the only thing you do is accept Christ, accept you and believe in him. And that's what we'll talk about today. God is the greatest thing to see in my life. Before I went to, came with God, I don't want to talk about it too much, but, you know, I've been in plane crashes, car crashes, parachute, everything else you can think. I did everything in the world that I could to kill myself. Not to kill, I didn't try to kill myself. But I did dangerous stuff. I went and did whatever I wanted to do. It was my free will. And my free will says, go and do. And that's what I did. I did everything that I could think about. If it was dangerous, if it was fun, whatever, I did it. God protected me. I have a scripture verse that I carry with me. It said, if you train up a child in the way they should be, he will never leave it. He will always be with him. And I recall I was in a bar in Waikiki, Florida, in Waikiki, on the beach. Beautiful bar. My buddies of the flying crew were at the table with the girls, and I went up to the bar, and I said, I'm going up here and have a drink. So I went up and had some scotch, and I'm sitting in the scotch, and tears fill my eyes. And I reached in my pocket, got my wallet out, and there in my wallet was a little verse that says, God so loved the world that he gave his only one and only son that who should ever believe in him shall, shall not perish but have everlasting life. And I sat there and I read this and tears came to my eyes. Some of the guys came up to me and said, come on, Gene, let's go. He said, girls want to meet you. And I said, I'll be there in a second. But that's when if I train up a child and I was brought up in church, if I train with this child, I shall always remember it. And I, there was in the bar, drinking scotch, tears in my eyes, thinking about God. And that's what we need today. We thank about God. And chapter 14, to me, is the 
one of the best chapters in the whole Bible, 66 books, uh, 1,200-some chapters. But there was God. Chapter 14 starts out, let you not let your hearts, let do not let your hearts be troubled. I was troubled that day at the bar because I believed in God, but live like pure hell itself. I did everything possible. Well, even, well, anyway, I didn't like to that's part of my life. But God was there in my life. The tears came to my eyes. Let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in me? In my Father's house are many rooms. Some translations say chapter mansions. If that be so, what would I have told you that I'm going there and to prepare a place for you? In other words, God's preparing a place for everyone if you believe in him. If I go, I'll prepare a place for you, and I will come back. What did he say? He said, I'll come back. I look at the sky now, and I don't see any clouds at all, but he'll appear in a cloud at the rapture. He'll call the believers home. You'll be instantaneously brought to heaven. It's going to be exciting, isn't it? Cars without drivers, mm-hmm. planes without pilots, husbands without wives, wow. wives without husbands. And so, therefore, believe that God is going to come back and take you home. I will come back and take you to be with me. And there you also may be where I am. I'm going away to the place where I'm going. That's in chapter 14. Thomas said, one of his disciples said, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus answered him and said, I am the way. Now this is what's important to you. The only way you can go to heaven is through Christ, Jesus Christ. Jesus answered said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one, no one, no one comes to the Father except through me or by me or with me. If you want to know me, you will know my Father as well. For now and on, you do know him and you have seen him. So Philip, one of the disciples, spoke up and said, Lord, show us the Father. That, that, that would be enough for us. I know the Father. I've seen the Father. Through his vision, I, no one has ever chosen to see God because, I mean, not chosen to see God, can see God because God is a spirit. He's a light. Paul, on the road to Damascus, persecuted the Christian. Christ appeared before him and he saw him. You know what happened to Paul? He was struck blind. Until a believer in Damascus came to him, or he went to him, he was totally blind. That's what happens when you see God. God is such a bright light. He's got brightness and wisdom. He's everything. Don't you want to be part of God? Don't you want God to lead you through life and lead you through the struggles? Will you have struggles? Absolutely. And since I've been with God, I've seen God. Have I had struggles? Uh, unbelievable struggles. I have been through the meat grinder, and God has taught me 
to believe in him and trust him. And that's what God will do for you. Jesus answered Philip and said, Even after I have seen, after I've been among such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. In other words, Jesus looked at Philip and said, Philip, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. But not in the great glory that God is. Because there's God, God, God himself, God the Son, and God the Spirit. How can you show us the Father? Show us the Father. Don't you believe that I am in the Father? And that the Father is in me? The words I've said to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is Father living in me who is doing what? Doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least I believe in the evidence of the works themselves. In other words, he said, all else believe that God is in me and I'm in the Father. And you've seen the miracles I do, so believe it. Philip said, I will. I will do whatever you ask. So that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask anything. This is tricky now. You may ask anything in my name, and I will do it. He said, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. For such and such to be healed, I ask for myself to be healed. I ask for more money. I ask for this. I ask for this. So why didn't God do it? Because the Holy Spirit has got to lead you. Bringing me to the next part of chapter 14. God said, I'll give you a comforter when I leave you. Who's the comforter? She said, it's the Holy Spirit, which she calls me holy. She always admits the holy. Is that right, Terry? Yes, Dad. I always uh, talk to Mr. Holy. Yeah. I, I love them. Oh, well, of all three of them, they're all the same, aren't they? They're all the same. <laughs> See, God is not somebody that you put on a shelf and say, well, he's up there and I'm way down here and I can't let talk to him. God wants you to talk to him. He's your buddy. Christ is your buddy. And it's the Holy lives in you. If you are a believer in God and believer in Christ and you have confessed your sins and you become born again, you know what happens? He gives you Mr. Holy. You can say to Mr. Holy, said, well, I, I got to know this, Mr. Holy, or Holy Spirit. God, will, Mr. Holy will give you directions. Mr. Holy will pray with you, pray for you, pray for you to God. You know, if you can picture something, there's God in heaven in a throne room, as described in Revelation. Christ is beside him as a human body, but in humanity form. And there's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit talks to God. Said, God, here's a man down here, here's Gene down here in the earth, and he wants this, this, and this. And I think we should give it to him. You know what happened? He'll give it to me. But who asked where does the Holy Spirit live? In me. He'll live in you forever and ever. When the Holy Spirit prays for you, you will happen. So many times we pray, pray selfishly for our own sake 
That's what Mr. Holy Prayer for you. That's your voice lifting up. Saying, God said, I'll give you whatever you ask for. But the trick is, the Holy Spirit has to do the asking, not you. So you look at the Holy Spirit in the morning times. Say, Mr. Holy, please, I need this badly. Mr. Holy will go to God, or he will not go to God. Because who is God? He's in the Holy Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit? Christ Jesus. Who is Christ Jesus? He's in God. See, it's a tricky form. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit. What you want? I want all three. Well, you have all three. I want I want this. Well, I'll give you this if it's his will. Sometimes we pray selflessly. It's not his will. The Holy Spirit knows his will because why? He is God. So the Holy Spirit will pray for you. When the Holy Spirit prays for you, marvelous things happen. And chapter 14 is says, on and on. You may ask anything in my name and I will do it. If you let me keep my commandments to help you be, we help and be with you forever. The spirit of truth. Who is the spirit of truth? The Holy Spirit. The world cannot see him except him because it neither sees him or knows him. But you know him for he lives in you. I will come to you for a long the world will not see any more, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On on that day, you will realize that I am in the Father. And you are me. And I am in you. So, I'm in the Father, and you're in me. Whoever has my commands and keeps them and is the one who loves me. And the one who loves me will be loved by the Father. Remember, you want to be with the Father, and the Father can give you anything if it's in his will. But don't be selfish. Ask the Holy Spirit to pray for you. Jesus replied to them all, that anyone who loves me will obey my teachings. Are you obeying, obeying his teachings? Or do you know what his teachings are? I challenge every one of you that's listening to listen to the Holy Spirit, to understand the Holy Spirit. As T calls him, it's Mr. Holy. I know she gets mad at him. She argues with him. What do you mean you argue with God? Well, God wants your interaction. Remember that God placed you in the Garden of Eden. He said in his own image. Why do you do that? He didn't have to do that. Like he said when he was forming the earth, he said, I want a man of my own image to have his free will. And the free will is he will talk to you. He will guide you. He'll direct you. He'll do whatever you want as long as it it is in his will. He wants you to have free will. Well, if if you have free will, don't you think God wants free will? God controls the entire universe forever and ever, for eternity. And he wants you to have free will because he has free will. Believe me, God will answer your prayers when it is time or when it's in his will. And the Holy Spirit, which is in you, because he said once you become a Christian, once you become born again, you have me living inside you. That's the Mr. Comforter. When Christ was on earth, there was no comforter. 
Christ went and went away. He said, I'll give you an advocate, which is the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit would guide and direct and live with you, guide you in life. God controls everything. He controls you. Chapter 14 goes on. It says, anyone who does not love me will not obey my teachings. Do you know what I said? Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teachings. If you love Christ, you'll obey his teachings. But a lot of you, and I say this with sincerity and almost sympathy, you don't know his teachings. You don't search his teachings. There's people that never, never, ever, ever read the Bible. The Bible is full of truth, but you know what it's full of? It's full of Christ from Genesis to Revelation. Christ is shown. If you love him, you want to know more about him. Read the Bible. But all of this I have certainly still with you. But the advocate, who's the advocate? The Holy Spirit, whom the Father would send in my name, would teach you all things. What did I say? The Mr. Holy will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I live with you. Peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. I do not lay your heart be told. Do not be afraid. See, which yes, a blessing to me. Oh, I thought you were talking to me. I'm sorry, Dad. She, which was a blessing to me, makes God her buddy. That's the greatest buddy in the world. See, I had a reservation when I first heard that from T. I said, well, are you putting God in, in humanity form? Well, that's her way of doing it. God is her buddy. The Holy Spirit is her buddy. Christ is her buddy. And they're reverent. They're wonderful. They're holy and everything else. But they talk to you. They walk with you. They give to you. They take from you. So don't don't think of God as your uh, some holy creature that's up in heaven and you can't reach him. He will reach you. The Holy Spirit will help you reach God because the Holy Spirit is God. Christ is God. God is God. You heard me say, I'm going away and I'm not coming back. Yes, that's true. Christ is coming back. I will not say much to you for the prince of this world is coming. Who's the prince of this world? Satan. He has a hole over me. But he comes so that the world may learn that I love the Father. Whatever you do in life itself, remember that God is your friend. God is your buddy. God delivers you. He wants you. He wants you to be with him. God wants the Holy Spirit to live within you. If you accept Christ, believe Christ, ask forgiveness for your sins, turn away from the world, he will come with you. The Holy Spirit will come inside and live inside of you. How does he do that? He's a spirit. God is a spirit. Christ is a human, human form. But believe in yourself. Believe this from the chapter 14. That only we come to God... It's through the Holy Spirit. It's through Christ. And that's what you have to do. Believe in the Holy Spirit.
And I'll leave you today with this. Chapter 14 of the book first of John is the way, the truth, and the light. There's there's 66 books. I love John because John gives you the opportunity to see God as he is, trustworthy and forever yours. Tell us all I got. You got any questions? That's real. Yeah, yeah, I do. So um, I write down every day, I write down things that I want to to do, to be, to achieve, right? And uh, I, yep. I do that. I've got a whole note, note, notebook full of those. So I learned something today, and I'm so I, I always say, hey, uh, Mr. Holy, go take this to God and ask him. <laughs> that's, that's what you're saying to do, right? So it's what I do. Yeah. Is that true? Okay. And yes. I just ask him. And then the other day, he says, I've already asked him. He said, it's okay. I was like, oh, cool. We're good. So, um, you, you know, I was so grateful for that. A little miracle I'll share with you. Um, yesterday, I I had a scene play out in my head. I was like, okay. And then I, and I heard um, Mr. Holy say, call, call her now. And uh, so I did. Well, I actually texted her. Text her now. And she texted me back. She goes, I've already asked him. He's going to send me information to you. I was like, ah, oh, thank you. And uh, because I was really stressed and worried about it. And you and what was that verse you said? Don't don't worry, just whatever. Um, I was like, oh, goodness. And uh, I was so grateful for that. I really was because it's a little boy who needs some real help, you know. So anyway, yeah. we're, we're, we're working through the channels and getting it done. Um, but thank you. That was that's important. Just to, but just ask, I just said, I was like, Charlie, please go ask God if that's okay. Right? He'll do it. Right? Good. You're good. <laughs> True. Remember so, that all you have to do. do is ask God. Yeah. Don't, well, don't be afraid to ask God. God anything. Don't be afraid right? to well, speak but, of the Holy Spirit. Don't be afraid right? of Christ. Don't be afraid of God. They're all God. They're all equal. But they're precious. But they're your buddy. Not your enemy. Not your set-aside friend. They're your buddy. And that's what T I went to seminary and all that. That's what T taught me in a very short time. He's your buddy. Remember, your buddy. You ask your friend for anything, and your friend will graciously give you or deny you. You ask God anything, and if it's in his will, and the Holy Spirit will know whether it's in his will or not. The Holy Spirit will be asking for you. I love God. I do too, Dad, and uh, I love all three of them. Here's my other question. So when he when God kicked him out of the uh, Garden of Eden and uh, you know see you later bye bye, uh, he put a couple angels up there right to guard it, seraphims yep. or something like that, cherubims. So is yep. the is the Garden of Eden somewhere on the planet? Yes, it was. Today. And it'll be re- it will be recreated in the uh, in Revelation. We'll get to that Revelation eventually, but right. There's a lot of work going right, right. on before the revelation. Go ahead. Right, and and there's still, but it's still, but it's not. It's been. It will be recreated. So is it gone, and coming back? It's not or is gone. It hidden. It's, it's, <laughs> to answer your question, is this: the Holy Spirit is. I mean, the Garden of Eden is not gone. It's not. It's not as it was when when uh, when God created. He had to. He, he created, and then men. Women, men and women sinned, and the Holy Spirit was put on, on the uh, Garden of Eden was put on hold. But it will be recreated. 
during a thousand years of millennial reign here on earth. Okay. All right. Well, that's cool. That's when uh, Satan is uh, taking a thousand year prison sentence, I guess, right? If I remember that correctly. Yeah. It's interesting. That's all, yep. that's all another story. All right. Well, that's good. Thank you. Dad, appreciate it. That was a great story, by the way. Thank you. You answered a couple questions for me. Um, and I'm sure others as well. So, we're getting ready to do a, a workshop, everybody, uh, in January, and we're going to get together um, about the date and what the workshop's going to be about. But I know you guys will be really pleased as uh, my dad, uh, Lisa, and myself, and we're going to be teaching and answering questions and really wanting some input from anyone that will participate the, uh, in, the whole, uh, in the workshop. And the best part about it, it is free. How many times have you heard that in your life when it really, really matters? This time it really matters. You get it for free. So we'll talk about that okay. as we're going along. Good. Yeah, and I know we're excited about it. We're creating it and put it together. So anyway, uh, Dad, I'm going to say goodbye. And if you want to close, close it, how you want to close it, great. And you take it away. No, so uh, if you have any questions, you can email me. My email is Colonel Abbott. 366 at, g- at at Colonel Abbott, C-O-L-O-N-E-L, Abbott, A-B-B-O-T-T, 366 at gmail.com. Love each one of you. And if you have any questions, email me, and I'll answer them. T, I got to go. All right. Me too. Bye, everybody. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.